was on the Isle of Capri that I found her Beneath the shade of an old walnut tree Oh, I can still see the flowers blooming round her Where we met on the Isle of Capri Welcome back, Nani, to the podcast. Hi, I, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. It was a big hit. Everybody was telling me that they enjoyed it. I know. Everyone told me they loved the podcast. So, we should continue. And today we're continuing with the early days of your childhood. It's almost 100 years ago. Quite some time ago. Really? Can you believe it? How much do you remember? I remember a lot because I was an only child for eight years. We never had company, really, except occasionally one of my mother's brothers would come, or my mother's sister. It was a very small world that I lived in. It was in Borough Park before it became Hasidic. It was a middle-class, upper-middle-class Jewish neighborhood, Jewish and Italians. But it was a very small circle because the only friends my parents had were their relatives. My mother had her brother, her father, her sister-in-law. Her other brother lived in the Bronx with his wife and two kids. We hardly saw them. And then, in 1939, we moved to Manhattan. So my childhood was over by then. I was already in high school. So it was a different world, going from Borough Park to New York, Manhattan. Dramatic change. My father had a whole bunch of jobs in order to make a living because he was going to Columbia. He had to get his high school equivalency and he went to Columbia University to teach his college. And it was $10 a point, which was a lot of money. (laughs) And in the afternoon, when he was finished with his classes, he taught Hebrew school. At some point, he was like the head of the Hebrew school. So sometimes he had to be away for Shabbos. So it was just my mother and me. It was a very secluded, quiet relationship. So what what were you doing? My mother used the time to teach me to learn how to read. And because my father was studying with a professor whose specialty was gifted children, Mm -hmm. she had all these reading books that she gave him and he brought them home. And that's how I learned to read. By the time I was four years old, I could read. I could write. Your first memory was when you were four years old? Is that what it was? No, my first memory is um, sitting with my mother in a semi-dark apartment with a low light bulb. I sat on a little footstool. Later, I upholstered that footstool and I gave it to Amy. It's in Amy's house. My mother sat on the chair. I sat on the footstool. And that's how we ate there. We didn't need it a kitchen table. We didn't because it was just two of us. And I also had to take piano lessons. I think I started piano when I was four. So you were reading, writing, and playing piano. Yes. So my piano teacher, she was a a woman who my mother met when she came to Brooklyn. And she gave my mother piano lessons. And she also arranged for us to get a piano. So we had an old piano in the house. I didn't get a choice. No one said to me, would you like to learn to play piano? That was it. I had to learn. So the piano teacher, I guess in the beginning she came to the house or my mother took me there. But when I got older, I distinctly remember walking to her house. 
the youngest child and your parents were serious, right? They weren't like... Very serious. So you were growing up mostly entertaining yourself? Mostly with adults. And what would you do to entertain? I mean, you were four years old. All right, so when I got older, I was allowed to go outside and play with kids from the house. How old were you then? Seven, eight. I also went to school. I never went to nursery. I don't even know if they had nursery, but they had kindergarten, but I didn't go. There was a public school. It was right across the street from my grandfather's house on 53rd Street. We lived on 52nd Street. My mother took me to that public school and enrolled me in first grade. They found out that I could read and write. And what was their reaction? They took me into the principal's office. And they wanted to know what level I could read at. I remember they kept pulling readers out of the bookshelf. They gave me the reader and I read it. Then they gave me the second grade reader and I read it. Then they gave me the third. It went on till I reached the sixth grade reader. Wow. So, you were supposed to be going in first grade and you had right. a sixth grade reading level. So at the end they didn't know what to do with me because I was a little kid. So they put me into the second grade. Must have been so easy for you. Yeah, I'm sure it was easy. Do you remember your thoughts on what second grade was like? I did everything that the teacher said. It was a simple school. I didn't have many toys. I had dolls. My mother bought me color pencils so I could draw and color in. So mostly I made pictures of ladies with dresses. She went to the library every week and got a lot of library children's books. That's what I did. I read a lot of books. (laughs) So I would lie down on the sofa and read the books. And my father had a friend that came that he knew from college. And he said, your daughter looks like she's reading the books. So my father said, she is reading the books. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't believe it. No, because I was a little kid. Right, you can imagine seeing a four-year-old on the couch holding a book. Yeah, I books. But, But once I got to read, I could read everything. My father had a very big library. He was always buying books. So you would read books that your dad bought for himself? I I mean, I read books even if I didn't understand them. (laughs) I'll tell you what else I did, which wasn't so nice. As I got older, we were in Brooklyn until I was about 11, 12 years old. My father had books that he bought that he never opened, never used. So I found out there was a place in Brooklyn that sold used books and you got money. And I never had any money. I would get a nickel allowance for a week. What can you do with a nickel? What was a nickel worth back then? It was five cents. Ice cream, you could get an ice cream cone for five cents. Right. You could get a little Hershey bar for a penny, and for five cents you could get a bigger one. So for a, for a penny or two, you could get a tiny little tiny little doll in a tiny little bathtub that would fit into one hand with a little piece of pink soap that smelled nice. So you could play with that. You could buy jacks. You throw them up in the air, and then you have to pick them up with a little ball. There's a game like that in Israel. And then outside, we played Potsy. Potsy was where you had like a bottle cap or a broken pebble or something, and you would draw hopscotch on a thing. You had to throw the pebble to see which it landed on. If it landed on six, you had to hop all the way to six, pick it up, and hop back. And then you won. And we played hide and seek. 
blind man's bluff. One person had to be blind and then find all the other people. Uh Stuff like that. Sounds fun. It was all you had back then. That's right. Hey, unfortunately, this episode was a bit too long, so we decided to cut it down into two pieces. Tune in next week for the second part of Nani's early childhood.